getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. As an agribusiness expert with Alliant Energy and a farmer, I know how important it is to get the most out of your land. I know that also applies to getting the most out of how your farm uses energy. That's why Alliant Energy offers free farm energy assessments. With a farm energy assessment, someone like me will find all kinds of ways to help you save money and energy. We can even connect you with rebates to help make energy equipment upgrades even more affordable. Schedule your free assessment at AlliantEnergy.com slash FarmEnergyAssessment. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live. You all know the drill up to this point. What are we? Episode 502. We got to let it breathe just for a couple seconds. Make sure it's nice and stable for our great audience out here in Broncos country. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle and powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my partner in crime, my fellow football priest, returned off a couple of days to, well, at least a day to uh, rest. I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to get back to talking some Broncos and talking with you, our great audience. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, we knew that by the time we went live Wednesday night, we would have an answer on Justin Simmons because the deadline was earlier today at 2 p.m. local time. The deadline came. It passed. No deal. He will play on a franchise tag that'll pay him 11.4, excuse me, million this year, which is over a 500% increase over what he made last year. So, you know, don't feel too bad for Justin Simmons, but what was your gut reaction? I mean, we already talked about this in, in a preview sense, but now that it's water under the bridge and it's happened, what was your gut reaction? I, I don't share a lot of what Broncos country is feeling. A lot of Broncos fans on Twitter were, were you know, so shocked and surprised that Justin Simmons didn't sign. And when we've been saying it for a while now, it might not happen. The tea leaves suggested that if a deal was going to get done and they had months to get it done in a normal offseason, it would have gotten done. It, it, there's just too many variables right now, too many unknowns, too many questions. I saw the Broncos wanted to make Simmons uh, an offer that would have made him the, the fifth or high, sixth highest paid safety in the NFL. I wouldn't take that either. He He's better than the fifth or sixth best safety in the NFL. He's a top three safety in the NFL, and he's betting on himself. His agent is Todd France. France also represents Dak Prescott, another client who's betting on himself, didn't agree to a franchise tag uh, deal before the tag deadline today. So he, he's, he's giving getting good instruction from his agent. Do it again this season. You're going to get a huge contract from Denver next offseason or another team. Safeties are hard to find in the NFL, and he does it all. In run support and pass coverage, he's a leader, good locker room guy. If he can do it again, Chad, he will get his contract. Broncos country needs to just relax a little bit on Justin Simmons. Yeah, I mean, he's he's in the orange and blue this year. You got him locked down, that $11.4 million fully guaranteed. But there's a couple things that jump out on this that I wanted to get your thoughts, Zach. And first and foremost is – we, we have to draw some implications in terms of the Broncos fired their former cap wizard, 
their chief negotiator. Uh, and Mike Sullivan brought in Rich Hurtado, who you know we thought would kind of smooth things out because he comes from the player agent side of the negotiating table. And and the Broncos, one of the reasons they liked him, though, if we think back to some of the pu- uh, public remarks we heard uh, from John Elway, is that he was a very tough negotiator, Mr. Hurtado. So I can only take from that that Hurtado's, however, whatever his style is, and as Elway said, a little bit tough, it had a little something to do with how this resulted for Justin Simmons and the Broncos. But, you know, at the end of the day, as I voiced last week, you guys have heard me voice it a few times on this podcast in the calendar year of 2020. I have, I'm sure Elway shares this somewhat, there's at least in the back of his mind, some reservations, Zach, about making him the number one highest paid safety. I can understand why the Broncos would drag their feet only because of the one-year wonder risk. Yes, he's a three-year starter. Yes, we know the quality and caliber of leader he is, his football IQ. I mean, he's a, he, he proved to be a great player last year, but the NFL is replete with stories of guys who flashed in a contract year and then never returned to that same level. So on one hand, I can understand that the Broncos, in light of the uncertainty because of the word that shall go unmentioned and revenues and whatnot, and the fact that he had one elite caliber year that they want to say, look, let's see him do it again. But the risk they run in that Zach is if he does end up balling out again this year, which I think both of us expect him to, there's no reason not to expect that he's going to do that. He's a great fit for Fangio and it's a safety friendly scheme. But if it shakes out that way, as you talked about, I think it was on Sunday night's podcast, the franchise tag is available again to the Broncos and Justin Simmons in 2021 but it climbs by what was it, twenty percent? That it, it'll 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 go up by twenty. So the Broncos will have to pay him more then. And if they choose not to tag him, Zach, they open him up to the entire marketplace, all thirty-one teams, and they'll have to negotiate and compete. And what we've learned last thing, Zach, is when a player from the Denver Broncos hits the open market, it's basically a sign that the Broncos are not planning on bringing him back. Yeah, you know, I, I think they could have saved themselves some money by signing him now as opposed to waiting until next offseason. They could have saved three, four million dollars per year. I wouldn't pay him 15 mil. I'm usually pro player getting their contracts. Look how I feel about Philip Lindsay. So Justin Simmons deserved to get paid, but I understand in this particular offseason, in this offseason alone, the Broncos not resigning one of their own to a market resetting contract. It's not. Eight mil a year, nine mil a year. I mean, we're talking fourteen, fifteen million dollars. And is Justin Simmons as good as he is? Is he worth resetting the entire market? Did the Broncos learn from Juwan James? Is it too premature? And that could be the case. And in terms of Richard Tato, the jury's still out to me because Melvin Gordon contract that was the first real big deal he negotiated in terms of a star player. Kind of overpaid for Melvin Gordon. Didn't resign Philip Lindsay. Kind of played hardball with Justin Simmons. I understand his negotiating style is different than Sullivan's. It might be a little too uh, team-oriented, I should say. They need to be a little more uh, open. Simmons is not the fifth or sixth best safety. I I would feel it's a slap in the face to me, but I've seen some comments also that he's going to be demotivated or, or pissed off or mad at the Broncos. I don't see that in Simmons at all. I think he's a consummate professional. He's a consummate leader. It doesn't sit right with him, but it's only going to motivate him, much like Philip Lindsay, to prove to Denver I'm worth investing in. And to the NFL, if Denver doesn't want me, hey, I am a top two safety who deserves to get paid. Yeah, and Cliss reported, Mike Cliss of KUSA reported on Wednesday that it was an amicable disagreement. They agreed to disagree. We've heard from Justin Simmons every chance he's been able to speak publicly that he wants to be a Bronco in the long term. Every chance we've heard from Elway on the subject publicly, he wants 
Justin Simmons to be a Bronco in the long term. Great platitudes, but for whatever reason, it they didn't convert into a reality. Now, the Broncos still will be able to control Justin Simmons contractually through this year and next year if they so choose through the franchise tag, but I really don't see this as as the end of the world. The biggest thing that concerns me isn't any kind of a trickle-down effect on Simmons emotionally because he's a very mature, very composed, very poised you know, football player. He, he knows a, he's a man about his business. What I worry about is, again, that precedent. Zach, we talked about this when Matt Paradis was about to hit the market. You got to show – and, again, he's getting a, a huge increase in pay this year. So it's not exactly apples to apples to the Matt Paradis situation, but you want that the young players coming up in that locker room to see that, hey, look, man, if you do it right, if you, you know, not only on the football field but in the community as a leader in the locker room, if you do it right, this team is going to reward you down the road. And he is getting rewarded, but it's not a true commitment. It's not a long-term commitment. And I just wonder what kind of an effect – because players will talk about this. I mean, just earlier, uh, well, actually, it was Tuesday night. Teron Matthew, the Honey Badger, Kansas City Chiefs safety, lambasted the Broncos. I, we we can read the the tweet later because we want to get our superstar Mark Langley on the horn here in just a second. But other players outside of this team are are going to be criticizing John Elway and the Broncos for not seeing the forest for the trees here with Justin Simmons. So you got to believe that it, players inside that locker room are going to be talking a little bit too. I'm glad he brought up the Chiefs because yesterday when the Chiefs re-signed Chris Jones, you know, miraculously after giving Patrick Mahomes half a billion dollars, I think it was Matthew Judon who tweeted at uh, Matthew and said, how is the real estate in Kansas City? So they have the reputation that we're a very player-friendly organization. If you play well, they will take care of you. The Broncos right. don't have that right now. If you yeah. play well, we draft you fourth round, first round, undrafted. You play well, you don't get a new contract. You could be a two-time, thousand-yard rusher, pro bowler like Philip Lindsay and they will sign a rival player who questionably in some areas is not better than you. They won't reward the all-pro safety in Justin Simmons, but they'll, they'll sign Kareem Jackson you know, last offseason to a multi-year contract. It, it's yeah. not consistent. Elway, it doesn't matter if it's Simmons next offseason, Philip Lindsay, Cortland Sutton, they got to extend one of their own. They have to send the message that we will take care of you if you perform well in Denver. It's a stark, stark distinction. I believe it was... Andrew Mason on Twitter. It was either this morning or yesterday. I don't recall now, but he pointed out that only four Elway draft picks have received a second contract. That doesn't from, from the Broncos. That doesn't count. That doesn't count for what it's worth. College free agents like CJ Anderson and Chris Harris, who both got second contracts with the Broncos, but I can't wait, Zach. We want to hear what Mark Langley has to say about this tonight. Of course is our fourth installment of the super chat superstars. We're bringing on Mark Langley. We're all going to get a chance to talk to him. You guys get to put a face to a name, as it were, on his YouTube account here in just a few minutes. But first, and we're going to get Mark's take on the Justin Simmons situation. But first, guys, just a couple of really quick matters of business. As the show and as Mile High Huddle continue to grow, we want to make sure that our awesome listeners that are new to the, to the family know how to reach us and connect with us on social media. Make sure you're following the podcast, first and foremost, at Huddle Up Pod on Twitter. That's crucial to keeping your finger on the pulse of everything that's happening with this show in real time, especially if you're a super chat superstar. But everybody that's listening to this podcast, you should have a Twitter account and you should be following the show. While you're at it, make sure you're following Mile High Huddle on Twitter, at Mile High Huddle. That way you're not missing anything on the podcast side and you're not missing anything as it relates to breaking Broncos news and analysis as it's unfolding 
in real time. So take care of those two things. And then gang, if you're in a position to do so, we want to gently bring to your attention the merch store, huddleuppod.com, that if you dial it back, Zach, to way, when was it? End of December, early January, when we finally launched this thing, it was at the behest and in demand by the community. The community wanted us to get some merch up and, and we did. And it's been amazing the way that our community has just attacked the merch store but we want to make sure everybody knows that's out there. It's another great way for you to support what we're doing here at Mile High Huddle and on the Huddle Up podcast. Get yourself a hat. Like I just realized I'm not wearing a hat tonight. Uh, football Priest hat, Football Priest t-shirt, Mile High Huddle hoodies. There's mugs. There's face masks. There's a little something for anybody, male, female. Go check it out. It's another way to support what we're doing here. And if you're not in a position to do that, weird times, we understand. These three simple things each and every one of you listening can do whether you're listening with us and you're in the stream live or listening after the fact as a podcast on demand, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, especially on YouTube, like, and then share this out. If you really like what Zach and I are doing for you, share it out there, help us reach new listeners and grow within Broncos country. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Between you and me, I always knew that I needed life insurance, but I just kept putting it off. Then I found the Gerber Life Guaranteed Life Plan, and it took all the worry out. Now, I know I won't be a burden to my family because it can help cover my final expenses. If you're between 50 and 80 years old or 50 to 75 in New York, your coverage is guaranteed regardless of your health history, and there are no medical exams required. Simply text INSURE to 30555 to get your free personalized quote today. See website for terms and restrictions. Between you and me, I always knew that I needed life insurance, but I just kept putting it off. Then I found the Gerber Life Guaranteed Life Plan, and it took all the worry out. Now I know that I won't be a burden to my family because it can help cover my final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debts. And it can help you too. If you're between 50 and 80 years old or 50 to 75 in New York, your coverage is guaranteed with this policy regardless of your health history. There are no medical exams to complete or lengthy health questionnaires to fill out. Simply text INSURE to 30555, and premiums don't increase over time. The amount you pay when coverage begins is the same amount you'll pay throughout the duration of your policy. Just answer four easy questions to get your free personalized quote instantly by texting INSURE to 30555. See website for terms and restrictions. All right, Zach, I want to grab Mark, but before we do, just because I'm paranoid about the stream jumping comments and super chats. We have a very generous showing here. We're going to grab Mark in one minute from Mundungus, who wow. has, Jeez. again, when we see super chats like this, it, it literally floors us. Um, Mundungus is relatively new to the community. We were just talking about this before we went live tonight. In fact, we're like, you know, it seems like he's only been at least active in the, in the chat stream, active on super chat for like three weeks and he's already flexing. There's only a very select few superstars that have been that generous to the show. And just understand, Mundungus, it means the world to Zach and I, to John. It's It just is very humbling. So thank you, my friend. And here's what he says. Hey, hashtag football wizards, celebrating my mom's birthday today. So not going to be able to make it live, but I appreciate you guys and everything you do on the pod. I have become twice the fan I was before listening to the Huddle Up podcast. Awesome. That's very, very very sweet. Appreciate that. Then he hashtags, of course, state of being hashtag Raiders suck hashtag. Mark is hilarious. And hashtag 
Denver Broncos for life. So, Zach, I think what better way to introduce Mark Langley? You guys know him as as the comedic relief, the comedy relief here of the Huddle Up podcast. Organically, he's come up through the community. Here he is in the flesh. Let's grab and bring him onto the show. Mark Langley. Mark, thanks for joining us, my friend. It's good to finally see you and meet you face to face. How you doing tonight, brother? What's up, my guys? What's going on, dude? How you doing? Oh man, we we've just been excited, looking forward to this uh, this episode. It's number four of bringing on our superstars, and I think Zach, you know, we we can speak for each other on this that it's just been, it's just we've gotten a kick out of being able to meet people. You know, it's, this might not be literally face to face, but being able to right. hear right. someone's voice, see their face, engage with them directly like this, man, it's it's just been a blast. Well, I appreciate you guys having me, man. I'm very humble. Thank, thank you for what you guys do for community, do for us. Because it wouldn't be for, you know, to come on and do what you got to do every, you know, four days a week. Appreciate it, man. Much love. Mark, I'm going to jump right in. It's the question on everybody's I mind. I can't hear Zach. <laughs> <laughs> can't hear me? No, he's got you. Oh, he does? Okay. Well, I can't hear him. But <laughs> Oh, he can't hear Zach, really? No, no, I can't hear Zach. No. no I, I think he blocked me. I can hear you. I just can't hear Zach. That's really weird. All well, I'll ask the question. I'll ask the question. Okay. Zach, anything okay. you want to ask while we're live with Mark, just put it in the private chat. I was going to say, just tell us, you know, when Garrett Bowles hurt you, Mark. Tell, tell us the story <laughs> okay. behind that. Zach, Zach wants to know when, I can't read lips. Okay. when Garrett Bowles hurt you, what he did to upset you what all that Bowles? those those months or years ago. What was it this that traumatized you so? Dude, man, when he had – you know, this guy's had four years, and I'm going to break it down. This is my perspective about the whole thing. This guy's had four years of this production. Okay. I'm a beast, and I love myself. That's great. I'm glad you love yourself, and I'm glad you're a beast. He's a stud. He really is. But learning the game, come on, man. How much time do you need? Space between the years, right here, right here. Space. What You, ha- you get paid for production, man. You don't get paid for, well, I'm still learning. You just you just don't. I believe I believe you come in, you do your job. That's what the NFL stands for, not for long. And and that's just that's just my take on it. I got nothing against the guy. I got nothing against yeah. the guy at all. He might be a good person, but um, but I'm just talking about. I always garbage his his trash time and his trash time is his production. So why would you have a last name Bowles? I mean that. I mean I, I know he probably can't help it, but I mean it well, just yeah. it just you know I mean it. I mean, what can you do, man? I mean, that, that's why I'll sit there and I'll come up with a joke, and I'm like, I'm not even writing this down or thinking about it. You're like, okay, it's there. So I mean, it's it's right for the taking. It's right for the taking. Either you're gonna laugh about it or or not. And you got some people out here. Why oh, he's so mean? <laughs> why is he messing with my man? Nah, that's twitter you know, we're, we're all grown we take it as for what it is but yeah no i i hope he if he turns it around man this year um i'll i'll, I'll light up on it a little so bit, that's that's know. what to take away here everybody is is yeah. he is a bronco yeah. if balls can turn the ship around mark's right behind him so one other thing i wanted to ask you we got we've yes, got sir. a lot of um I'm sure. And by the way, for, to the community right now in the live stream, any questions you might have directly, any supers for Mark, let us know. Put them in the stream. John Buonabese will get to them, put them on the screen for us here. Okay. But All Mark, right. we were just talking tonight. Obviously, the news broke earlier today about Justin Simmons. And before we went live, we mentioned we were going to ask you about this. We didn't want to hear what your take was because we wanted it raw, live on the show. Justin Simmons doesn't get tagged. What was your gut reaction 
for Broncos country. They're making a grave mistake. They really are. They're, they're making a grave mistake. This guy's got to get paid, dude. I mean, he, he, he deserves it. He deserves it. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember the, uh, the game with the Saints where they were trying to kick the field goal. He caught it. Oh, yeah. Ran, ran it to the house. I like this guy, man. I like what he stands for. I've watched his video about, you know, just, you know, in, in general life about his family and all that. But he seems like a good kid, man. I just, I don't know, man. I There's a lot of politics in this. And, and there really is. And you don't know it, what what we say and speak our minds doesn't matter. But I think I, I think he deserves to get paid. I mean, I really do. He who else? <laughs> it, it's just hard to find. man. it really is. Here's uh, Mark. Here's a message from Zeus McPeak himself, who was on with us a couple of weeks ago. Fellow mm-hmm. Super Chat superstar, fellow MHH Mount Rushmore member. He says, Mark. You rock, brother, and, and Stu. Of course, we thank you, my friend, for your generosity I, 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 as always. I def- yes, I do too. I love you, Stu. Stu. Okay, so let's get Zeus. Let's get Zeus out of way. Mount Rushmore, Christy. Thank you so much. You know these people. These people come in and they do what they got to do because they love you guys. I love you guys. I. You know, Chad. T- Chad tells me, "Hey, Mark." You don't have to pay another donation anymore, man. You don't have to give any more, any more money. And I'm like, well, Chad, you know what? I want to give you something and some stuff. But Steve Austin, Stone Cold is not here right now. Let's crack some beers. And I love, I love you guys. Christy loves you guys. Stu loves you guys. All these people's been here for a minute. Stu and Christy, and and Christy, she goes out of her way, man. She's a, she She's seems a like such a good person. I watched her, her first. You know, when you guys had your first live stream with the Super Chat fans, just a yeah. nice lady, man. Nice lady, yep. man. And Stu, that dude is smart. Yeah, he is. Very smart. Yes. <laughs> so his, command center there, is, is yes to, uh, his command center is something to – his command center is something to dude, marvel at. I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> we got uh, Eclipse Stormborn also jumping in, showing some love. He says, happy hump day, Priest, in Broncos country. He says, let's go, Mark. Plungers, Scotch Bright, and <laughs> scrubbing bubbles for toilet bowls. Hashtag state of being. Hashtag 8K on the way. See, so, I got some fans yeah. out there. I got some fans That's out there. right. And some- and for for what it's worth, real quick, yes, Eclipse sir. is going to be on the show next Wednesday. So we look forward Fan, to, to, I'm looking, to I'm looking forward to see this cat, man. He's he's really shows a lot of love, man. He shows a lot yep. of love. Eclipse, thank you, man. Appreciate you. All right. John, as we're going, any other supers that come in? I see one here actually from uh, real quick from Glenn jumping in. Appreciate you, Glenn. And by the way, if you guys saw the selfie that Glenn sent in of his man cave, his Broncos man cave, I don't know if that's your office, Glenn, or what, but that was one of the most impressive Broncos man caves I've ever seen. He's rocking the MHH hoodie. He's rocking the – he's actually got the mug. And then not only that – in the picture, he's got his laptop open, and it's open to milehighhuddle.com. It was just like the perfect selfie. We put it out on Instagram. We put it out on Twitter and Facebook. So, Glenn, appreciate it. He says, wondering if we'll be talking about number 72 tonight. Go, Mark. Hashtag MHH. Hashtag. Uh, I, I think State I already – yeah, I think yeah, I appreciate that, uh, man. But, uh, yeah, I think we already got that discussion in and out. The way. Uh, here's a question from uh, James Campbell. Across the pond. Appreciate you, James. He says, give us your best Joe Flacco roast, Mark. Hashtag state of levity. Hashtag state of being. So your thoughts on the Joe Flacco experiment that was. I made uh, a while back, I think it was last year, uh, and I'll try my best on this. Um, Last year, 
when uh, Flacco said in his press conference, he was like, hey, guys, who's this guy right next to me? Oh, my gosh. He goes, I'm not here to show him or tutor him or anything like that, but I will tell you what my favorite band is. What's that, Joe? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a flock of seagulls, and I ran. <laughs> I ran so far away, and I ran. What? I ran so far away. That is my favorite band, guys. <laughs> Drew, it's your art hat. Oh. You know? So, I mean, seriously, man. I mean, it, you know, it, uh, Joe Flacco, I think, is a statue that was in the making. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it's Drew Locke is a, is, is, is a quarterback now. And, I'm the, and he's Amen. gone. So, that's all that matters. All right. So, <clears throat> As is the tradition on these segments, we like being able to, especially we're going to grab Steven next here. Um, we like being able to find out, Mark, how, especially, you know, under the hashtag state of being, right? I'm not going to, re- I'll let you choose to reveal if you want to exactly where you are geographically, but well, let's just say it's not in the state of Colorado and you are one of the, the members of this community that exemplifies state of being. How did you, with where you're at, become a Broncos fan? Originally, I'm from Pueblo, Colorado. And I lived there 10 years. My mother's side of the family's from there. Um, I watched the Super Bowl with the Giants, and um, I think it was 86, something like that, if I'm in the Super Bowl 24, somewhere in there. My bad. I don't, I don't know stats all the well like you guys. You guys got the brains. But um, I was 10 years old. I was like, who is this stud muffin? Who is this number seven, Mr. Pigeon Toes? I'm going to throw a bullet straight through your chest and leave imprints on there. Oh, he really is a Christian. Hey, man, I already was. What you got to brand me? But anyway, no, um, I'm, I'm originally from Pueblo, and uh, I moved here in 80, uh, right at first part of the week, uh, 86, um, December of 86. I left there when I was 10. We moved here. My dad, actually, my dad used to work for the CFNI. Steel Mill Corporation up in uh, uh, Pueblo, Colorado, hmm. and he was there 14 years. My my uh, mom's dad worked there for 34 years, and um, God rest cool. her soul. God God rest her soul, man. I miss her because it's been nine years. All I got is my dad, and that's just it, man. We're Broncos fans. It's Orange Crush. It's not. And I'm in Dallas, Georgia, and Dallas, Georgia is like, hey, man, there's a Dallas, Texas. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> and there's a Dallas, Georgia. Where? <laughs> that's right. It's not on. It's not on the map, dude. So I'm going to tell you that right now. But it's not just a state of being. It's a state of levity, and the levity that you guys deserve. And I try to bring the laughs, trying to bring the jokes, trying to make everybody laugh and smile, man, to have a good time. Because we're on certain times right here, man. It's that's not right. good. It's not good, yeah. dude. It is not good. It really yeah. is. So you got to keep the thing. So yeah, that's where I'm from, Chad. That's where I'm from, dude. You know. All right, brother. Show me that, John. From uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Here's from Jared on Facebook. He wants to know, I'd like to know what Mark thinks about the cornerback situation in Denver. So let me just set the stage real quick. Mark, AJ Bouye coming in, basically replacing Chris Harris Jr. Everyone's hoping Bryce Callahan bounces back. And then you've got some up and comers like the rookie, Michael Ojemudia, Isaac Yadam. We'll see if he ends up as a safety, Devontae Bosby mm-hmm. and Devontae Harris. So your thoughts on the cornerback situation this is a great question, Jared. I. Uh, Bryce, my 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 point is um, staying healthy. They, we got it. We got it. We got to stay healthy as far as that. Uh, Callahan, I like him. He seems like he's got something 
working for him. But like I said, again, you know, but Michael O, dude, I don't know, man. That's a dark horse right there. I'm really excited about that kid. I saw him on tape. I'm yeah. like, man, he's got a chip on his shoulder. And he's not afraid to hit. He's not afraid to, you know, he's not. Uh, and, and I'm not knocking prime time, but it's like, oh, my bad. You know, he's not going <laughs> to, he, he's not going to, ta- you know, tackle someone. But, um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to see Michael O um, really progress. And uh, I'm telling you now, as far as Yadam, <sighs> boring. Dude, I mean, come on. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm hoping, I'm hoping he can turn it around himself. But, um, but uh, Bouye, oh, dude, man, it, it, dude, I'm gonna tell you something. A lot of people's like, who's this Bouye guy, man? Well, of course. I mean, you know, Jacksonville. Am I right? Jacksonville Jaguars. Am I yep, right? That's yep. what okay. Yep. So there was like, they're like, Mark, what do you think about that? And he was like, Well, dude, Bouye, Bouye. So that's, <laughs> so that's 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 what I say about that, dude. I mean, okay. it's, um, I, that's my cornerback situation. I just hope we can stay healthy, but I want to see this Michael little kid, man. I really do, dude. I'm so stoked. So All right. Stoked. Um, your take, really quick. This is something Zach and I have been dying to get Duke, to. Is Duke's on Duke? What? Up, and he says Pueblo, Colorado. I rode Yellow Jacket before he became a PBR bull. Impressive, Mark. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Love you, man. Stephen wants to know, and this I'm glad this this is why I wanted to wait on Stephen. Thanks, John. Is this was my question for you? What's your outlook on Drew Locke for 2020? Do you think Locke, as Stephen wants to know, will rock out this year? Well, if uh, I'll say this, if Patrick Mahomes can do it, Drew Locke can do it. It's just that simple. I love this kid, just like his dad said. Let him play the game. Just let him play. Just let him go out there. He's going to have his Humps and bumps. It's going to be more bumps than humps, but uh, <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying he's a good kid. And he, when I saw him in Houston, dude, I was like, God, this kid's got some swag. I saw him in Missouri, Georgia, SEC country here. And I was like, my wife was like, well, he could throw that ball. I was like, you have no idea. But in, and like I said, let me go back to the Houston, Texas game last year. Um, he was already going through his second and third read. And I'm like, and did who? How many? How many rookie quarterbacks? Answer me this: can throw a 42 or 43 yard pass in between a safety and a corner in a dime in the bucket? You see what I'm saying? How many you can see that, man? I mean, there's not two. very few you can see that. Yeah, I know, and 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 you know, and Zach's right, but very few that you can see. Now, I do see some mistakes, like um, when the pocket's not collapsing, he rolls out, he'll take off because he, he. I don't know if it's you know, I don't know if it's Jitter, but I believe this kid's the future, man. We haven't had Elway. Elway is – let me tell you something about this man. It doesn't matter if he's got his name stamped on his team. He does. He is the Duke of Denver. He's the one that made Broncos relevant. And I'm not talking about 1977 team. Yeah. That's the Orange Crush, and I believe that. with Lyle Zato. But I'm going to yeah. tell you something. For 16 years and for him to be a GM, I'm telling you, he, he made this team what it is today. We got – hey, we got three, dude. Yeah, well said. All right, Kevin wants to know, appreciate the super, Kevin, KP. He says, tailgating with you, Mark, would be the best, brother. You bring the energy. Well, I, I'm glad you guys feel the same, man. I, I really do. I, I feel the energy from you guys four days four days a week, you know. I mean, it. I, I love it, man. I love it. I love Zach. It's just Zach, he'll give his honest opinion. 
and he'll look side to side. I'm just, you know, I'm just, yeah. And he'll just, <laughs> and if he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me go back to that comment. Let me go back to that comment right there. Let me go back to that comment. Okay, I'm going to reply to you right also, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, then why are you on here? Next question, please. <laughs> How y'all doing? How you doing? How you doing? You know? I feel like I'm getting Mark, roasted in the nicest way possible right now. Mark's a, an OG. He's been listening and following Zach's work since the 24-7 Facebook days. So, And Chris, by the way, jumping in, um, $20 super chat. Really appreciate Thank you, Chris. you, Chris. And we're looking forward to getting you on here in the very near future too, my friend. He says, here's to the Bulls Reform Fund. Hashtag click those little thumbs up. Appreciate that, Chris. And Mark, we got one more for you. One more question okay, for man. you. And then we're going to cut okay, you man. loose for, for this okay, particular man. episode. So we'll get you back on again, of course, once we have some real football product on the field to, to analyze. But what is your record prediction for the 2020 Broncos? How is this thing going to unfold? Man, that's – I don't know, Chad. That's the toughest question I've had since I was a Bronco fan. What are they going to do this <laughs> year, Chad? What are they going to do? I, I don't know. People just – let them – I'll tell you this. Let them stay underrated. And I'll be honest with you. I say 10 and 6, dude. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic, man. I'm so optimistic, man. I, I just believe it. If we're going to match Kansas City – and let me tell you something about Kansas City. Why would you have color of uniforms after a can good? Andy Reid looks like Chef Bora Reid. All you have to do is have to <laughs> Chef Bora I'm just, I'm just saying, dude, Chef Boire, but I mean, like I said, I'm very happy for him. They, they done good this year and yeah, 10 and six, if we can match it. I'm not looking to win the division, you know, but if we can get a wild card, dude, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. All right. Stu's giving you props, giving you compliments. It's been Thanks, great yeah. having you on, uh, on the stream, Mark. And uh, we Thanks, look forward to, to getting you back on here in the near future. I would tell everybody how to connect with you on social media, but outside of YouTube, you don't have any social media. So no, find sir. him on YouTube. You guys know how to connect with him. He's always in the stream Chad, four nights a week. Yes, we got to change that. Chad, we got to get him Chad, on Twitter. You and Zach are my social media. Are <laughs> You're my social media four days a week. But, no, but I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, like I said, man, as always, go Broncos. All right, brother. We'll be in touch soon. Much love to you, man. We appreciate everything you've done for this podcast and everything you do in the community, my brother. I know this is weird. For some reason, you can't hear Zach. But Tell him to click time. the microphone underneath on the box underneath. I think that's what he did. Hey, try uh, – Zach wants to know. We want to test this. Where you, If you can What's see it? that little box of his, his head underneath the main box, there's a little microphone. Unclick it. Is it clicked? Uh, let's see. You here see a says. little strike through through the microphone? Just real quick. Sorry, gang. Bear with us. This is for our own future edification. Now that that was used on on the box on on Zach. On the box on Zach. Yeah. Okay. Do you see the and mic thing on him? Is it xed yeah. out? Yeah. Now talk to Zach. Can't, can you hear me? Okay. So try to fix the audio. Okay. That's okay. It's not might not work. Sorry. Right. We'll, we'll figure it out next oh, time. I can hear, oh, I got look, it. I can hear him now. Yeah. That, you were right. <laughs> You're the best, oh, Mark. Oh my gosh. I wanted Dude, you to man. do that so I can tell you how much I appreciate you personally, Mark. You are the man. Seriously. Yeah. You got the little you got the little send-off too. As always, go Broncos. You remember that from 24-7. Yes, sir. And Zach, you're the man. You're you're the man, dude. The hat backwards and all that. Look, dude, if you don't like it, love it or leave it, baby. It's America. <laughs> anyway, as always, no right. Broncos, I don't want to hold you up, guys, against tonight. All right, bro. You know, but you know. 
Okay. Take care. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Mark. We will, uh, we'll see you in the stream, Bye. my friend. See and you, you guys find him on YouTube. He is Mark Langley. There he goes. He's the man, the myth, the legend. Mark Langley. Oh, man. I, don't, I didn't realize. I mean, I knew we were going to have some smiles and some laughs tonight. Zach, thanks to Mark. I didn't expect to be just in stitches like that. So My cheeks are right now. I mean, <laughs> he, he brings the, the, the state of levity. That is no doubt. He's he's a blast. I, I think uh, some uh, Kevin said it in the comments that it'd be fun to tailgate with, just pounding some beers with, just watching a game with. Any situation, Mark brings the, uh, the the camaraderie and the levity. He is the best. Appreciate you, Mark. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. It really is. Well, uh, <clears throat> hopefully we'll see him in the stream because we still have about half the show to go. And there are some other issues we want to get to. We can't ignore T jumping in, though, early. He said, appreciate the super chat, T. And that's I don't recognize you in the chat stream. I don't recognize you on the super chat. So welcome and thank you. We thank appreciate you. your support. He says, mixed feelings on a fat extension for Simmons. He was great in 2019, not so great in 2018. He took a huge leap, but it was a contract year. That is a concern. And Zach, the one thing I'll say is he's T's basically echoing what I said earlier. So to contradict both myself and to rebut a little bit of what T's saying, or at least add to some context is, remember, 2018 was Vance Joseph's final year in Denver. He was scrambling injuries to the cornerback depth chart. I mean, it was brutal. They had Justin Simmons playing literally. He started games at every position in right. the defensive backfield. So that's why it's hard to uh, – it's hard to – oh, awesome, T. That's it's hard to completely blame him for not just crushing it and knocking it out of the park in his in what was his third year. 
He's been a three-year starter. There's there's a good sample size there. The Broncos, in all honesty, Zach, they have enough of a sample size and exposure to Justin Simmons at this point to know what they're buying here in terms of a long-term deal. I, I get that they might want to see if he can duplicate it in order for an elite-level salary, but still, you know, it's not like this. it was his one and only year in Denver 2019. Scheme makes all the difference, Chad. When Vance Joseph and Joe Woods were around, they were playing Justin Simmons at free safety, excuse me, strong safety, and playing Darian Stewart at free safety. It made zero sense. Last year under Vic Fangio, they moved Justin Simmons to a full-time free safety role. It allowed him to play center field and maximize his ability. He's a natural playmaker. You either have that or you don't at the safety position. He's right up there with the Jamal Adams of the world, of what Earl Thomas used to be. You know, He just has that playmaking ability, and he brings that to the secondary. I understand why the Broncos were apprehensive, but I also agree he wasn't just strictly a one-year wonder. It wasn't just a flash in the pan. He took up the entire pan. The pan was bubbling over. That's how much potential he has. But I just think the Broncos want to see him do it one more time before they open up the checkbook for top one, top two safety money, not top five, top six. We got John jumping in on Super Chat. Really appreciate you, you, my friend. He says, kind of bummed we didn't lock up Simmons, but on another note, I got my 85-inch TV yesterday, and I'm ready for some Denver Broncos football to start. And, Zach, nice. we're only 13 days away now. It starts on the 28th. Today's the 15th. Hope, By the way, I hope you guys all got your tax returns in, or if not, filed an extension. It is the extended tax yeah. day deadline. I took care of my business today. Me too. I'm just, I wait till the last second to give my money to Uncle Sam if, <laughs> if and when I can. But anyway, John, appreciate that, my friend. Broncos are coming here very, very soon. And then we got David Kilgore jumping in. And David, we're going to have to get you on the show here in the very near future. And who knows, Zach, maybe we might have to end up kind of re-figuring out how we program uh, how often we have superstars on. But uh, because it's just so many of them and we want a chance to be able to talk with everybody. But David jumping in, very generous super. Thanks, my friend. Look at that profile pic, Zach. I mean, it's just... It makes us proud. We love you, bro. He says, if Denver doesn't sign Simmons, do you see us getting a free agent or a draft pick to replace him? So I assume what he means by that is in 2021, if the Broncos and Justin Simmons end up parting ways, how do you replace him? And Zach, to kind of piggyback on top of that question, do you think it would be – how hard do you think it would be to replace him considering it's a safety-friendly scheme that Vic Fangio runs? It is, but safeties uh, at his caliber don't grow on trees. I mean, like I said, he's not just good against the pass. He's not just good in run support. He's not just good in the locker room. He is all three of those qualities. He legitimately is an all-pro top three safety in the NFL. I don't believe he's going to walk in 2021, but if he did, Kareem Jackson's getting up there in age. They don't have a third safety, a promising third safety on the roster like Will Parks just yet. We have Trey Marshall, a couple you know, undrafted guys. That's not what you want to lean on if you lose a bedrock player like Justin Simmons. So I don't think he's going to walk so fast, but if he did playing devil's advocate, they would have to use a high round pick or open up the checkbook for another safety to replace the talent they're letting get away. The safeties are an important part, Chad, the entire defensive backfield in the Fangio defense, especially with Donatello. And you've heard me make light, or I shouldn't say make light, but minimize perhaps Justin Simmons impact on this defense because of the scheme. I, I don't want to, go overboard on that because he is a special, special player and what he brings to the table between the ears and what he brings to the table as a leader. I mean, his intangibles are as valuable as his physical gifts on the field. So he would leave a void if he were to leave the Denver Broncos. And if that happens uh, and hopefully it doesn't knock on wood, but if that happens, 
you know, the Broncos currently don't have anyone on the roster that could replace him. So it would have to be a draft pick or a signing. And by the way, Duke jumping in with That's a very, very incredible. generous super Thank chat. Thank you so much, Duke. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, thank you for your pod, brothers. No question, but just wanted to shout out to all our family at MHH. That is very sweet, Duke. We love you, my friend. And uh, that video you sent me, <clears throat> one of these days when we have you on the podcast, we might have to play that for everybody, because, or at least you'll, you'll have to tell that story, because it's a very unique story. I'll tease it by only saying Duke has a, a very unique uh, meet-cute with Mike Shanahan on an airplane that it, it has a, a twist at the end that, speaking for myself, I didn't see it coming. Duke, thanks, my friend. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans jumping in, Zach, with a very generous super, one of our bona fide superstars. And Mike, this is an invitation. Not everyone wants to do this. Not everyone wants to have a, you know, st- speak to thousands of people live and have a light shined on them. But if you're interested in coming on the show as a superstar, you just reach out and let us know. But he says, guys, we are trending in the right direction going into camp. Have we done everything possible to get into the playoffs? Zach, if there's anything left undone, <clears throat> they've had a pretty good offseason, draft, free agency. If there's anything undone to get to the playoffs, what might it be? It's got to be offensive line, either left tackle, having a, a replacement in mind for Garrett Bowles or Juwan James at right tackle, or the secondary. I agree with the previous comment that said cornerback depth, Chad, considering the unknowns, considering the new personnel in that defensive backfield, it's going to take some time to come together. And if there's any hitches, if there's injuries, it could devastate that secondary. They need just their one Amukamara or their one Cordy Leonard, Kelvin Beecham away from having a perfect offseason, you know, more or less minus some of the contracts they handed out. They've done everything in their power to improve. They centered the entire offseason around Drew Locke, which is the most important thing. They built around their franchise quarterback, but just adding some veteran depth at those spots would make it just the cherry on top for me. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, I mean, to echo what you said, cornerback, I mean, if everyone stays healthy and one or two guys show, you know, show up like Vic Fangio is expecting them to, Vic Fangio has two guys in mind that are young that he thinks are going to take a step forward this year. Cornerback might not end up being the problem. It appears to be on paper sitting here in July. And then offensive tackle. If Bowles, you know, who a lot of pressure was taken off of Bowles because of Drew Locke's unique ability to avoid the rush, 
Juwan James stays healthy. You get this if if those two positions are are covered, let's just say, and at least not a glaring weakness. They're not exposed to be, you know, constantly hurting the team. This is going to be a dangerous, dangerous squad. Even with even if those two things end up rearing their head this year, this team's going to be dangerous. And by the way, I know we put Christy. Uh, John put her on the screen, but I didn't get a chance to read her actual message. So I wanted to read this. Appreciate you, Christy. So generous. Much love to you. The queen of MHA. She says, best pod duo in the biz. Thanks guys. I know Mark will do amazing. Very sweet. As always. Yeah. And Mark did amazing and Christy's amazing. And we just, we truly have the best fan base chat in the entire world. It's, it's incredible. Also exemplifying the hashtag state of being North of the 49th parallel. For those of you who aren't, geography majors we're talking canada that's where terry's at up there broncos country is not a geographic location it's a state of being baby and we really appreciate that generosity no specific message from from terry excuse me just showing some love and uh it means everything to us my friend we're looking forward to having you on so today was the fourth episode of the superstars so it's going to be exactly three weeks from today we'll have terry on it's going to be a gas and we got James. So, John, the last one before mine does a jump is uh, James's Joe Flacco roast. Just FYI, in case it does a jump on us, that's where I'm at. Um, okay, I'm doing real quick, Zach, <clears throat> while I uh, scroll up and, and see where the conversation is, is going in the stream. I wanted to get your thoughts, and maybe I should reserve this for tomorrow night, but it's been on my mind <clears throat> yesterday. A user, milehighhuddle.com, community member, studley14. I don't know you know, if he's in the chat stream, if he participates in the live podcast, he does so by maybe a different handle. But on the website, milehighhuddle.com, it's studley14. And he brought to my attention the fact that Drew Locke had, was the hardest quarterback to sack in the NFL last year. And we'd, I'd heard some stats, and I'd realized a few things about his time to throw. and things. So I saw that, and I'm, I thought, you know, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole and do some of my own research. And, Zach, I want to get your thoughts on this. Let me pull it up real quick here. Drew Locke last year, let me read to you. If you were to guess the five hardest quarterbacks to sack in the NFL last year who had at least 150 dropbacks, who were some of the names that you might think would be on that list? I was muted by accident. Sorry. Uh, Lamar yep. Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Russell Wilson. Those got to be up there. So interestingly enough, you named a couple of them. Here's, here's how the list goes, and I'm going to read the name. This is the list of the top five longest times to be snack, uh, sacked from the snap last year. Number one, Drew Locke, 4.30 wow. seconds. Number two, Kyler Murray, 4.11 seconds. Number three, Deshaun Watson, 4.10 seconds. Number That's four, right. Lamar Jackson. 4.05 seconds, and then Aaron Rodgers, number five, at 4.01. Now, here's what's interesting. I'm gonna, I, I, I don't often do this, but I'm going to quote from my own article here. Locke was pressured on 36% of his dropbacks last year, which ranked 39th in the NFL. So that's kind of an indictment on the offensive line. However, he was only sacked, Zach, on 8.1% of his dropbacks, despite being pressured 30%, uh, 36% of the time. So to me, this is just – we talk about how Garrett Bowles just seemed to be a different player down the stretch last year, and especially once Drew Locke got inserted, was only responsible for one sack on Drew Locke from weeks 13 through 17. But he 
Drew Locke, if, if he's showing that level of elusiveness and command and pocket poise and pocket sense, it also speaks a little bit, Zach, to his ability to read the pressure pre-snap. Those are all encouraging things, and it all helps to kind of – it's another piece of the puzzle on explaining and understanding why the Broncos sold out this year to build that nest. I, I was going to take it in a different direction with Garrett Bowles. I think he kind of weakens the argument that he got better with Drew Locke under center. It, it kind of does. That Drew Locke is so good at evading pressure. And you talk about offensive line. Uh, Kyler Murray's offensive line in Arizona, terrible. Deshaun Watts' off offensive line in, in, in Houston, terrible. Drew Locke's offensive line last year wasn't great. They did get better. It was a noticeable improvement. But to say that Garrett Bowles became this all-pro left tackle with Locke under center, it was more that Locke made everyone else look better than the offensive line playing better with Locke at quarterback. So it's uh, very encouraging, Chad. I have some of those plays I I've I've uh, posted on Twitter. He gets away. He's very Tono, Tony Romo-ian. Romo you know, he's very yeah. Aaron Rodgers-ian. Rowan, yeah, Mahomes, <laughs> that's easier to say. He yeah, just yeah, the way yeah. he evades pressure and manipulates the pocket and gets he always gets rid of the football. It's fun to watch, and that's encouraging. That even if the Broncos' offensive line breaks down this year, if Garrett Bowles goes back to being you know used toilet bowls to quote Mark, that Locke has the wherewithal to get away from that that uh, danger. David jumping in as well while we had Mark on, and maybe Mark, you can answer this if you're in the chat stream here. He says, "Hey, Mark, what's your opinion?" on cap and maybe it's better that we didn't particularly get to that because i don't want to i don't want politics oh, on man. god love you david you know we love you i just that's not a can of worms i particularly want to open tonight but let's grab jeff c who has a very unique friend a friend i just read is a unique question appreciate the super as always Thank jeff you, he says does jerry judy enjoy being a bronco asking for a friend i think what he might be speaking to is Unless I'm missing something here, Zach, you're better at interpreting these some of these things than I. However, I think what he's he's talking about is some of the weird concepts that Judy and Hamler had about Denver, the Bears, yeah. the Lions, the Tigers. Oh my! And then he gets here and he's and he's talking publicly about not being able to breathe and all that stuff. But what's your answer for Jeff? I think it's just Judy kidding around. I think he's just acclimating to a new environment. And if any of us moved to Denver, if we weren't used to it, it would be weird. It's a, a lot of nature, a lot of wilderness, so a different kind of weather and altitude. And he's come from, coming from Alabama, so he doesn't really have that kind of exposure. I don't think he hates being a Bronco. He doesn't know what a Bronco is just yet. He hasn't taken one snap in a Broncos uniform. I think he loves being here. It's the team who drafted him. It's a team he's probably going to have a very long, prosperous career with. I don't see any serious tone, though, Chad, in what he's saying. I think it's all very lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and in his defense, you know, he still hasn't gotten paid yet. He hasn't signed his yeah. deal. He doesn't, he hasn't received his, his rookie signing bonus yet. As a pick. Right. Right. We got a new super chat superstar jumping in, a name I don't nice. recognize in the chat or up, in Paul? super chat. Thank you, Paul. Really appreciate you jumping in like that. He says, <clears throat> I'm a long time, first time. Awesome, dude. Well, I'm glad that you're jumping into the conversation. He says, thank you all at MHH for the best Broncos conversations. And then a compliment to Mark. Mark is killing it. Love from Oregon, Denver Broncos for life. That's cool, man. We have a lot of listeners, Zach, that are in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And Paul, if you have a question, feel free to drop it in. We'll try to get to it. Of course. Of course. Get it in there, my friend. And look, he comes on the show. And then he shows enormous, enormous, oh enormous uh, generosity and love to MHH. Mark Langley himself. How you like me now? Thanks, guys. It was I fun. It. <laughs> I love you guys and Broncos uh, community. Hashtag huddle up pod. Hashtag football priest. 
Make you know, it, it just, I don't think his, his uh, rendition of the conversation I had with him was perfectly <laughs> accurate, but I did tell, I was like, Mark, dude, we just want you in the community to, to super chat the money. I mean, we just don't, don't, I don't even care if you ever super chat again. I'm never going to ask you to do it. Just come be a part of the community. We need you in the community. Uh, so Mark, I mean, you, you just floor us every time, bro. Yeah. And it goes for everyone else out there as well. We just want your interaction and your banter. You just being here with us is everything we, we can ask for. It really is. Okay. We're sitting at 49 minutes. We have a little bit of time left. Let me grab uh, this point here from James. The Broncos have to manage the transition between paying their veteran defense with a young rookie contract core on offense to paying their blossoming offensive stars and getting younger on defense, which it is a unique obstacle. It's a unique challenge for John Elway and Matt Russell to, you know, figure out how to navigate. How much of that do you think is playing into what's going on with Simmons? Or what happened with Simmons? A lot. And it's, uh, you know, when you have to negotiate with a franchise tag player, when you consider them one of the stars and one of the foundational building blocks of your defense, it complicates things. But if the Chiefs can give a player half a billion dollars, then come back a week later and lock down a defensive stalwart with another mega contract, the Broncos and Rich Hurtado, who has skin in the game, he's been around a, a long, long time in the NFL. They can find a way to get this done. They can find a way to re-sign Simmons. They can find a way to keep Lindsey if they want to. They can find a way to re-sign Cortland Sutton down the road, Drew Locke down the road. It can be done. The salary cap, Chad, is an illusion. I'm not trying to sound like tinfoil hat right now. I'm not trying to introduce theories or red pills. It's an illusion. You can manipulate it and finesse it so easily if you have the right thinking and the right guys in place. And they can do it with Simmons next offseason. I echo that 100%. KP's got a recommendation for our merch store. He says, check out this idea. Denver Broncos for life on the front of the TDB4L. On the back, MHH fam 4L. In a packed stadium, we could see that shirt and be like, yo, (laughs) Stu. We'll take it under advisement, my friend. We plan on putting a bunch of new designs and whatnot on the merch store. Limited. Yeah, because of uh, the word that shall go unnamed. We've kind of had our hands tied in terms of being able to create new designs that changes at the end of this month though. So we're going to be flooding it with some, some new designs and uh, we definitely are open to suggestions. So thank you. Uh, Ron Dubb speaking of super chat superstars. Thank you. Anytime he's in the chat stream, which is almost every podcast, he shows love on super chat and Ron, we appreciate you, my friend. And if you ever want to come on the show as a superstar, let us know, reach out. We're connected on, on uh, Twitter. I think we also are connected on email. So just let us know, my friend. He says, Hey guys, 2019 campaign for Simmons with 93 tackles, 15 passes, defense, four picks, those four picks, by the way, career high. I just don't see how you don't pay the man. Imagine all the leadership qualities that will be gone. If we let him walk, Ron, I totally get what you're saying. And at bottom, I don't disagree with you, Zach. That's the, the disquieting thing to me is, look, I don't want to panic Broncos country, and especially people right now are really riled up about this. But the disquieting element to this is we've seen this type of posturing before, disappointing negotiations with a player don't doesn't quite turn out the way you think it's going to. And usually that player is in the not-too-distant future no longer a Bronco. Now, I'm hoping that's not the case with Justin Simmons, but logically – I mean, if look, the Kansas City Chiefs, when this um, new league year opened, 
they literally didn't even have enough cap space to purchase one of their own tickets to the stadium. That's how close (laughs) against the cap they were. And yet they found a way to make not only, as you say, Patrick Mahomes half a billion dollar contract, but they also got four years, 85 million on Chris Jones with the cap where there's a will, there's a way teams can massage it, manipulate it, defer signing bonuses into the future. It can be done. What was the sticking point here, Zach? What was the holdup? Just Justin Simmons' ask was just a bridge too far, or was it simply just a matter of Justin Simmons wanted too much and wasn't willing to budge? I think it's market value. I mean, he sees players like, you know, Anthony Harris getting the franchise tag. He sees Eddie Jackson as a number one paid highest safety in the NFL. I mean, Eddie Jackson, is he a bona fide household name? Is he Ed Reed? Is he Earl Thomas, Eric Berry? No. Uh, Justin Simmons, if he wasn't playing for Denver, if he played for the Patriots or the Chiefs or, uh, you know, the Niners, he would be a household name. He has more talent, I believe, overall than a player like Eddie Jackson. It it just comes down to market value. The Broncos did not want to pay him what would be $14, $15 a year. They paid him fifth, you know, fifth to sixth highest paid, which would be what, $11? 12, it'd just be a skosh over what the franchise hack pays. So I understand it from his side. I want to get paid, um, you know, commensurate to what I believe my ability is. And the Broncos did not want to go that high. So I think Cliss put it best. He said Broncos and the agent for uh, Justin Simmons, Todd France, they agree to disagree. And it happens sometimes. You can always pick it back up next offseason. But like the way that Simmons broke the mold by being the one franchise tag guy who didn't get a deal by the deadline, he's going to break the mold by being the rare Broncos player who gets a second contract in you know, extended future negotiations. It will happen. They are not going to let him walk. Elway knows what he has in him. He knows what he brings to the team, the community. He will be in Denver for the long haul. It's just the multi-year contract is taking a little longer than we all thought. Okay, Glenn wants to know if we saw the letter the Broncos sent to the season ticket holders today. And yes, I'm glad you bring it up. It was something that we were either going to get to today or tomorrow. But here is some of the new information, the things we didn't know before this letter was sent out. We didn't know how the Broncos were going to handle attendance. Was it Were they going to allow partials in? What were they going to do? Here is some of the new information. I'm, for what it's worth, reading off of Mike Kliss's article, 9news.com. Uh, I'm going to quote him here. Among the new information the Broncos provided to their season ticket account holders in light of the word that shall go and mentions impact. For the first time, Zach, the Broncos officially acknowledged their home games will be played before a reduced capacity this season. And Power Field at Mile High has a capacity of 76-plus thousand. Local government officials have yet to determine how many or even if fans will be allowed to attend those games. The number of fans allowed to attend the home games may vary through the season and will be set following consultation with the governor and Denver Mayor. Uh, so Governor Jared Polis and Denver Mayor Mike Hancock and then uh, talks about Brittany Boland, the the task force she led. Here's the other new information. Fans who do attend will be required to wear masks and adhere to social distancing guidelines to help make the stadium experience as safe as possible. The team and stadium district have have added cashless concession options, touchless bathroom fixtures, sanitation stations, and air purification technology, all of which was mentioned by Uh, John Cronenberg last week during his article in his article. So good job on that, John. Here's the third one. Although the selection process for game day seating has not been finalized, it figures that season ticket priority numbers will be a factor. Season ticket holders who wish to opt out of attending games in 2020 because of the word that shall go unmentioned will be able to receive a credit or refund, which echoes what all teams have done up to this point without penalty to their priority number 
and standing for the 2021 season. Those wishing to opt out, though, this is good information, must notify the team by August 14th. Let me see how many there are. A couple more. Uh, Season ticket holders who opt out and take a refund and then change their mind during the season can still purchase single-game tickets. That's good to know. The Broncos, that's because if if people are scared right now, but then things turn around or a a V-word comes out between now and the season, people might go, look, I'm good to go. I want to come back. The Broncos also acknowledge for the first time fans will not be permitted to attend the team's training camp workouts at UC Health Training Center. We saw that coming from a mile away. And then despite having the NFL's longest sellout streak at 51 consecutive years, including 2020, and leading the NFL with a 97% renewal rate, the Broncos are acknowledging the wide-ranging effects of the word that shall go unmentioned. So, Zach, not a whole lot that we didn't anticipate. In fact, nothing there that we didn't anticipate. I just don't see how the NFL is going to do it. I mean, if they try, how can it be competitively fair and balanced for everyone around the league? I read that the Eagles aren't allowing, I think, any fans in their stadium this fall. It's just a team-by-team basis, and I wish the NFL would get more serious about the macro issues plaguing the sport right now with two weeks left until camp. Uh, we're a month and a half away from the regular season, almost six, seven weeks or so. What's going on? How, how are we going to do things? I mean, they're dragging their feet along and they're solving the small issues like banning jersey swaps. But how about fans in the sands? How about practices? How about what, what's going to be locker rooms? I, what are we doing? We're, we're right up to the, the deadline here. And they've kicked back the entire offseason, Chad, the NFL. They're the only sport that wasn't already in season. They didn't have to re- put a pause on anything. They didn't have to cancel anything. They let it play out, but now we're right up until the start date and we don't have any concrete issues still hammered out. I think leaving it on a team by team basis or a state by state basis is, I don't want to say irresponsible, but how could you balance that? How could you, one stadium have 80,000 fans, one stadium has 20, one stadium has zero. How is, how is that going to work? What I read on Philadelphia was that they were, Everyone's locked down. They're doing it's very um, draconian right now because everyone's scared in that fine city. But that they were going to let the birds play, that they were going to let people go to the birds game was the only exemption, is what I read. So maybe there's something new that's come out since I read that. <clears throat> but see, I, I take the opposite view on that. I think that because it's a, it's a market by market scenario, um, different states right now depends on the governor, depends on you know what the current situation is with the word that shall go unnamed and teams just have to roll with those punches. If you're a team that doesn't have a particularly large outbreak concern compared to, you know, New York or Florida team or a Texas team or whatever, and you're the Denver Broncos, why shouldn't you be able to uh, have your fans in the stands? Like, but at the same time, the NFL Zach was so worried about competitive balance that they weren't even letting players and coaches come into, into the OTA, into the team facilities for OTAs regardless of whether or not there was a stay at home order in place in that local uh, jurisdiction. So I get to, I get what you're saying though, because there are some contradictions, but I think that as we're inching closer, I mean, for the, for the teams, obviously we know billions of dollars are at stake, but for the players, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars are at stake. So I think they're going to find a way to get it done. And at worst, if things just completely go to seed here with regard to the word that she'll go and mention and gets out of control, I think they'll just, no fans that just roll, play the season without no fans. <clears throat> but I still take encouragement from all of this. The fact that the Broncos sent out this letter, yeah. we saw it from the Packers. We've seen it from the Ravens. I think pretty much at this point, all teams have done it. There might be one or two exceptions, 
that means the season's happening. They're they're expecting it to happen. They still have to iron out some deets with the NFLPA, but sounds like that's going to happen. That's the most important part to me. As long as we have a season, I don't care if there's fans or no fans. As long as we have football in the fall, I'm happy about that. I just I don't like the inconsistencies, Chad. Like you mentioned, it was closed down for everyone. Now it's opened back up for some. I, I just don't like how the NFL lately has handled this. All right, guys, we are over the one hour mark, so we got to get going. So I'm going to rapid fire these remaining superstars, super chats that are in the stream here. Dennis, jumping in. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, enjoyed Mark. What a kick. Coming uh, coming to Denver in October, what do you think will be the chances of getting a single game ticket uh, coming against uh, Miami for the Miami game? I'm not sure. Is there a Miami game? I don't think there is. Oh, yeah, there is. There is. Hashtag state of being. Um, I'd have to research that. I mean, there, I don't even know if you'll be able to get tickets on this on the secondary market right now, uh, and I don't think the Broncos are allowing individual season, uh, individual ticket sales like they normally do traditionally right before the season. So, I'm leaving that benefit, I guess, to season ticket holders. So I'm not sure, man. That's Dennis at this stage sitting here on July 15th. I don't know what the answer to that question is for you as far as getting a single game ticket yet, bud. And that's kind of my point. How don't we know that answer yet, Chad? We're, it's July 15th, training camps around the corner. We don't even know if we have preseason yet. Is it two games? Is it no games? Is it one game? What are we doing? The NFL, uh, they're slow playing this now. It's becoming a detriment. So, Dennis, I understand your uh, your frustration. All right, uh, Duke, giving you a preview to the story I mentioned. Anybody want a peanut? Just a tease. I, I would do the impression, but I would butcher it and look like a complete idiot. But I think... Most of you know what we're talking about there. All right, last one here, gang, and then we got to get going. Uh, Rick James jumping in. He's saying the word that shall go unmentioned is fake news. I, well, look, I Careful. I think both Zach and I agree with you that uh, there's too much fear porn going on out there. But it's real. <clears throat> I mean, the, the thing that shall go unmentioned is a real bug, let's just say. You know, that's it's yeah. real. So, unfortunately, that's what we're dealing with here. But, Zach – what a great uh, conversation yeah. and opportunity to talk with Mark Langley. And I mean, a great outpouring of support in the chat stream and on super chat. Great night of podcasting. I just can't believe it's an hour and three minutes already. It just, where does it go? I feel like we just hopped on. We just talked to Mark. We just got into Justin Simmons and now the podcast's over. It, just, it flies by, which is another testament to all of you out there. Amen to that. Amen. All right, guys, we got to get out of here for tonight. If you had a specific question or Broncos issue topic you wanted us to get to and we missed it, circle back because tomorrow night is the Mile High Mailbag, our favorite podcast of each and every week. So stay tuned for that, and we'll uh, we'll grab you on the backside on Thursday night. And uh, echoing the guys here, just a reminder, wherever you're watching this, live right now or after the fact, make sure you like the video before you bounce out. Simple, easy, organic way to help support what we're doing here. And then last thing here, guys, before we say good evening to you, make sure you're following my partner on Twitter, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL, myself, at Chad and Jensen. It's a great way to connect. We will follow you back. You let us know you're a Huddle Up podcast listener, and we can DM and all that good stuff, at Huddle Up Pod as well, and uh, at Mile High Huddle. Okay, we'll get out of here for tonight. Zach, have a great night, bro, and we'll uh, circle back tomorrow night for the mailbag. Of course, you too as well, Chad, and everyone else out there. Can't wait for it. Like you said, favorite night of the week as always. John, appreciate everything you do, Buona Beast. And thanks for all of you joining us. And a mile high salute to our Super Chat superstars. And special shout out to Mark tonight. Good job, my friend. For Zach Kelderman, I'm Chad Jensen. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. 
You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.